Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consistency is key now. Yeah, yeah, you know? Key. Like, we on fire. Wait, 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 wait. You're not going to get on to me. You're not saying the words properly. <laughs> this is consistency. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard word, though. You get me? Like, the thing is, yeah, I struggle with hard words. You struggle with easy words. Like, like what? Like, like, like Bill or something. I never, I never struggled <laughs> with Bill. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just, you just struggle with mad words, bro. Yeah, bro cool, tell, though, tell me the words. Huh? Tell me the words. Bro, I can't say words like uh, manipulative. Manipulative. That's the one. But you'll get on to me about cinematography. He was sweating all the time. To be fair, the first time I said I said it right, it was the second time I fucked up on it. It was a small little. That was in. Jason's out here flexing with his PSG tracks. I can't believe when we were here last week, you guys will get on to me about that word. Yeah, last week. I like that still. Chat last week, man. Episode two was cold. Episode three, post credit scene podcast brought to you by 14 HQ. It's a 14 HQ original. Myself, Gaz. I'm with my co-hosts. Go and introduce yourself, fellas. Just go first. Jason. Nice and simple. Nice and boring, man. Jason. I said Jason. Over yeah. to you, my man. My like hus, let's go. Come on, you know oh, the vibes. Wow. Why take you? Um, take Manny you. from the House of Cobanza. Come yes. on, you know the vibes. Come on. House of Cobanza, you know. Um, Jason. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. Um, we're going to dive into some news topics of the week. Um, it's been an interesting week uh, for sort of... Oh, I thought you was pointing at something there. I thought I did something uh, wrong. No. Uh, it's been an interesting week. Um, so firstly, Jason, my mama. <laughs> Uh, he has been in Game of Thrones. He was—he's Aquaman, so he's part of the DCU universe. Uh, he was in talks to be play a villain in Fast Ten or Fast and Furious Ten. It's now been confirmed that he will be in the franchise, joining the franchise. They announced that on Friday, I believe. Um, so that's 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 going to be interesting. I, I've kind of lost my interest in the Fast and Furious. Oh, do you mean do you mean do you mean last Friday? Last Friday. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At some point, not a long ago here. Yeah. yeah, within the recent so, time, time is very yeah, re- relative. Anyway. Right. Yeah. See, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. time is a bad man. Um, I, I, th- I think Fast and Furious recruitment processes. If you can bench, left to go, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you yeah. can be in the film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. If you got like you know travel tax, then you should be alright. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know how to respond to that. Just, just, okay. Yeah, man, Plus, he's like, uh, he needs a, he needs to finish that coke. His energy levels are low. Um, James Gunn has confirmed that Guardians, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy Volume Three will be the last and the final time. Gone. Let's just finish that coke. I mean, I was like, look at me, the drink, <laughs> the drink. By the way, yeah. <laughs> this is audio, fam. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hey, just, ah, yeah. <laughs> I can't speak on your extracurricular activities. Fuck that. Harama Lama. <laughs> yeah, bruv, I've seen I've listen, I've been around you enough. Anyway, let me hook you up on the airwaves. Oh. Uh, James Gunn confirms that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with a final time that we see this team of Guardians. <laughs> this team of Guardians, he says it's so so big and dark. What's going on? Is that with Vim as well? Okay, guys, that's fine. Yeah, that's that. That's fine, bro. Okay, that's cool. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, we good that, right? Yeah, yeah that, that's cool. fine. That's fine. Bro. It's so so big and dark and different from what people might be expecting. But you were expecting it, mate. Nah, I mean, <laughs> you know, um, I thought people say that about their films all the time. But we'll see. I'm looking forward to Guardians Three. I didn't really like Guardians Two, but anyway, moving on very quickly. What the funeral was. Guardians 1 Vibes Anyway Back to James Gunn again uh, He's approached HBO Max With an idea For another series Which is built around 
uh, another character from the Suicide Squad. So the last Suicide Squad film, uh, they made a series based on Peacemaker. Mm -hmm. um, people seem to be speaking quite highly of that. So it would be an interesting. It's, I think it's HBO's highest streaming show. Crazy. Yeah. Well, wow. Well, yeah, done well. Done really well. Um, did any of you watch the Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield reuniting for the first interview together? Yeah, it was lit, man. Yeah? Yeah, I sat there. Fucking smiling. Smiling. I was, I was smiling. I was, I was naked. It wasn't. This guy, <laughs> we, we didn't need that. I was like, give it to me, man. That's, 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 that's the energy I need. So you're happy with three men <laughs> right. around you. You're sitting there naked. Allegedly. Right. <laughs> Gave you the spidey tingle. Mate, wow, he got some sort of tingle Mate, for real. Fam, I'll, That's a good one still. Fam, I'll spray him webs, G. You know okay. 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 okay, 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 we're flying, we're flying. Let's move on. I've got some balls, so let's move on. You want more webs? Mate, I've got some, I've got some more, mate. Mate, I have some legs. I have okay, okay. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> legs. Okay, good. Right, listen, we want people to actually listen to us because we talk about TV and film, chat. Hey, um, Peter Dinklage. Said his name right, didn't yeah. I? Peter yeah. Dinklage. He Close calls up. out um, Disney um, Snow White remake, saying you're progressive in one way and you're still making that fucking backward story about seven dwarves living in a cave together. Have I done nothing to advance the? Have I done anything to advance the cause from my soapbox? Disney then responded to Peter Dinklage's concerns about Snow White remake. Um, he said to avoid reinforcing stereotypes. They're taking a different approach with these seven characters and have been consulting with members of the dwarfism community. I, th I think that's so big. Um, because oh, if I get it. That wasn't even meant to be a joke, but unintentional <laughs> <laughs> double entendre, we move. <laughs> but um, again, I, I, I'm, I'm not a dwarf. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we gathered. No, no, we no, gathered. Wait, 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 wait. What I'm trying to say. We, we gathered. Although well, there's nothing funny about yeah, yeah, yeah. being a dwarf. No, no, he's just funny. I'm what, just clarifying for the sake of the point. I am not, like, I have not experienced that. So when I found out that um, mm. he had an issue in regards to Snow White, mm. I, I didn't necessarily understand why in it. Um, I haven't watched Snow White in years. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying that is important, it's important for us to have people from particular marginalized communities to come out and say things that they find um, displeasurable. Mm. They think that it's not right um, in order for these companies to be able to take a look at what they're actually trying to produce and, and have a think about how it affects these marginalized group, groups in order for them to fix up and make um, make better decisions. Yeah. So when you have somebody like Pete who um, an outstanding actor. I said Pete, like it's his boy. <laughs> well, Pete is welcome on the pod. Is as welcome always. on the pod anytime, and I appreciate the fact that he's I don't think he'd want to sit next to us. No, I don't. I don't think we don't matter, us. man. But yeah, I appreciate the fact that he came out and said that, and and because of that, um, um, Disney have come out and are making sure that they're gonna do stuff that shows that they're not. Um, Causing stereotypes or harm mm, in a specific, yeah, specific misrepresenting, yeah, misrepresenting the, the community. community. So yeah, big, big them up for that, and big up Disney for listening and, and eventually changing what they will. For, yeah, uh, yeah, for real. Do. I think it could have been an easy thing for them to. Well, it couldn't actually. He's a, he's such an important figure. I think they kind of had no choice but to listen to what he has to say, yeah. especially when he's talking about a sensitive issue in terms of his eye and the dwarfism aspect of it. So more power to Peter Dinklage. He's welcome on the pod anytime. Um, friend of the show. He's a friend of the show. Friend of the Definitely. show. We, we, yeah, he watched the show. I think he, he reposted us a few times. Um, <laughs> we can't just not lie. I mean, no, 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 I ain't no, lying. No. It's just, uh, oh, we're, we're speaking, speaking it into existence. Speaking so when you yeah. post yeah. this clip, 
gonna, exactly. Yeah, you know we're gonna, I mean? okay. he's gonna repost us, bigging him up. Over, yeah, man. Over, pun intended. But, but on a real great actor. <laughs> yeah, no, great. He was amazing. About to, really now he's not. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, no, more power to him. 100%. He is a great actor. This guy is. Why, why are you shouting on the mic like that? Um, moving on, moving on, moving on. We need to get onto I'm the Game of Thrones episode, otherwise, we're gonna lose this energy. It's a waste. Um, <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home is the sixth highest grossing film pew, pew, of pew. all time, with 1.6 billion at the worldwide box. And that's only office. two months in, by the way. So we're talking about a film that's now competing with the likes of Avengers Endgame, Avatar, Avatar Infinity War. As an example, Avatar is still up there. Avatar is number one. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it goes, it goes up and down every like month or so. Ah. Yeah, it's very, very tight. Because Avatar, what they done is that uh, they re-released it in China, in, in, in China which it took it back to number one. So fucking smart. From them when Disney do their uh, their push in 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 thing in March, it will probably go back to number one. Right, right, right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, man. so yeah, man, guys. Yeah, man, man. Um, Talk to me about your experience with Game of Thrones. Jason, I know you're not... We'll go, go to you first, actually. Yeah, actually the yeah, reason I say smart. we go to you first is because you're not necessarily someone I would consider a fan of the franchise or the show. He's a bitch so it'd just be good to get an insight into your perspective of what of what this show is about and why maybe you weren't sold on it as much as myself, Huss, Manny, had an example. And the rest of the fucking world. Well, it's not really the rest of the fucking world, but anyway, um, Game of Thrones, it's just not something that mm. appealed to me in the sense that because I feel like the things that have happened in the show, you know, in terms of like honor, all these things, and we've seen it before, we've seen it before, Lord of the Rings, you've got other, this guy's a dickhead, bro. <laughs> uh, but I'm ignoring him, I'm ignoring him because this guy don't even watch The Witcher, even though it is everything that he likes. But let me sit and not say, Do you like The Witcher? Huh? I love The Witcher, but I love The Witcher from the games and watching yeah, that. Um, but still, I'm still open to your wrong opinion. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that I'm very much in the minority and all these mm. things, but like, it's just not something that appealed to me. I didn't like most of the actors in it and... You like, didn't like the actors? I wasn't a fan of it. I wasn't sold by like... So if we're, if oh, we're going... Fuck off. Oh, all right, guys. Um, <laughs> nah, 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 all right, man. Let's let's my the actors, which one does... 200 of them. <laughs> no, okay, cool. uh, the character specifically, let's me say, uh, I wasn't a fan of, what's my man's name? Oh, you're a dickhead. Um, Manny, oh, man, how do you think of Game of Thrones in that? Little okay. What? You are insane. Oh my, let's not even get and into it today. And I you let him land? That. Yeah, yeah, I had to, you, so we could get him. <laughs> you let him land? Yes. You are insane. Oh, mate. What? Bro, you know what, yeah. One of the best characters in that show. I'm shouting. Why am I shouting? In, yeah, in, shout. In, shout. Okay. I'll turn your audio. Okay. Yeah. In in, in specific to the context oh of what we're talking today. Oh my God. Sensational for the first couple of seats. Oh. In fact. Fair enough. Well, you don't even know what he does. You think they just fingers girls, isn't it? But uh, uh, This guy's a loser. Guys. He, he let the girl he crushes on get please. piped by yeah, another man. Guys, move it on. Wow. Move it on. <laughs> I'll move on when you drink Wow. Some just just move on. have a little relaxation. So, um. So today we're going to be. Today we're going to be. Doing a deep dive into sort of um, the Game of Thrones season one, episode nine, titled Baylor. Um, one of the most, arguably one of the most shocking moments in TV history, I would Facts. say. Um, unless you've read the books. If you've read the books, then. Oh, I've read the books. No, you, you're fucking hard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, amazing stuff. What we'll do first, we'll give a quick sort of um, a breakdown of sort of this uh, episode before. 
Um, so in the episode before, I'm losing my, my um, ability to talk. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, in the episode before, Ned Stark got captured. Um, so he had an incident with sort of Jamie Lannister. He was captured. Um, in after that, sort of Cersei starts to manipulate Sansa Stark. She's in the hands of San, of of, of um, claws in it. Cersei, yeah, Cersei's um quite the character, quite the character. One of the most, one of the best constructed characters of all time. Very complex, and mm-hmm. I think obviously that whole family, their whole childhood explains why they are the way they are. Yeah. As much as Tywin is a sensational character, Princess, bruv. it's a mad thing. All that, but also I don't feel as though they had that necessary loving. From um, loving aspects of Tywin to them, don't me wrong. He loved them in his own way, but it didn't necessarily come out in a way where it made them decent people because they're all mm. kind of Religious. bastards in their own way. Tyrion, and for example, was a, actually a dickhead in the first couple of episodes. No, no, he's, he, and he kind of grows. A a but he says towards the end, he's like, he says, shout like, out to Dinklage again, by the way, my yeah, guy. Yeah, but he says like uh, towards the end of it, like if he didn't have. His elves, as in like his disability and stuff, okay, or you know what he thinks as it is a, is thing, a, a disability. Um, he wouldn't be the man that he mm. is because he had to go through those huge elves to turn out to be like a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, and in the first season, we still see him be nice to Bran. You know? Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, and even Jon Snow. And Jon Snow. Yeah, and even Jon Snow. So yeah. there was like signs of it. You know, there was, there was signs of okay, yeah, yeah, you could be like yeah, a, a cool guy here. You know what I mean? Um, so Rob Stark rallies his father's northern allies against Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. So this is the start of sort of Rob Stark's real leadership push, if you like. Um, yeah. He's 16 years of age, man. Which obviously doesn't translate on the screen because he's Richard Madden's a big fella, big man. But um, 16 years of age, such a young man to be leading like the whole north into war against the Lannisters. Um, so he heads down south to war. Tyrion, killed it, though. what's that? He killed it. Man. Oh yeah, and for the first season and a half to two, I, I believed it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I, I was like, okay. I'm with you. I'll go. I'll go into. I, I'm a northerner. Yeah, like, I'm a Stark. Yeah, facts. Like, the, like winter is coming. Yeah, yeah, you know for real. Um, Tyrion forms an, an easy alliance with the Hill Tribes and reunites with his father. Um, John lashes out at um, Fawn. Remember Fawn? Alistair Fawn. Oh yes, oh, Alistair yeah. Fawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, a nasty Alistair? We'd be like, right, yeah, cool. what's a nasty guy is. Um, and battles in the tackle from beyond the wall. So I think John So someone attacks John. Now I remember that episode. Someone comes in. It's the. What, one of the people from one of the zombie like people no yeah, white walkers yeah, yeah, yeah. Your white walkers there you go Avenger. was it a walker I, I think there was two yeah there was two um, Aven- what are walkers doing beyond the wall at that point bro I, I'm, I'm not sure but I remember I remember John Snow had to kill I don't think it was a walker bro I'm pretty sure it was it, it was because Jumba uh, he killed him or he thought he killed him and then he took him back to, to the place and then the guy woke up in the middle of the night and then uh, his dog uh, Snow Saved. killed it yeah so and those and those direwolves are yeah. insane. I love them. the bodies man. as well. Um, and lastly, Danny sort of forced to reconcile with their desire to conquer, conquer, conquer Westeros with Drogo savagery um, after the Dothraki. So the Dothraki have a, for me, they're quite like, without being disrespectful to them, they're quite savage in their, in their some of their practices, some of their beliefs. Um, and Danny has to sort of deal with that whilst obviously coming to terms with the fact that she, she I feel like she's become more of a confident person. Yeah. As the season goes on, I start to realize, right, I'm the Khaleesi, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, she, to be fair, fought for a lot of women, man. She was a, and for, for people, she was like a representative of like hope. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's why we were hurt. But yeah, anyways. So, episode nine. So, the episode, nine episode starts with sort of um, Ned Stark is locked up. He's now being captured. He's in a dungeon. Um, I love that scene. Before I go into yeah. why I love that scene, just talk to me about you guys. Obviously, 
rewatched it or kind of seen bits and pieces. Yeah. Talk to me about the opening scene. You mean like where he gets like uh, visited by um, Varys. By Varys and that conversation. You yeah. know, the joke is that was that was a start. Yeah. I think I know it was towards the end of the season, right? But I think that was the start of Varys's arc. I think that, that that was the real start of his story arc. Okay. Because be, because before like it was like it, like the first eight episodes, it's like it's like, a, it's like an intro. But that conversation, sick conversation. He that conversation just set pace for all the conversations that he like. It shows how, how important his words were instead of him fighting his swords. All that just shows how important that was for him. That he had to get that right every time because we knew that we're, that we're never gonna see him fight. Mm. You know what I mean? Not just his words, but also his before you go man it's certain to you just also though, like the way he thinks oh very him him little thing are very very tactical precise thinking yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh in a conversation between Varys oh. and ned and i think what was perfect to, to what you said the uh, part where he's saying that oh just swallow your pride da, 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 da. Mm. and then replies with something on the lines or oh, you want me to serve a mad queen or something on the mm. lines and he goes no i want you to serve the realm Mm. And I think that's that's his character mm. in regards to what various. It's the bigger picture. It's always the, the bigger picture. It's always pictures. Like like you are doing this for the realm. You're not doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for your family. You're doing to serve the people of Westeros. Um, and I think that's what he was desperately trying to get across to Ned Stark. And unfortunately, but what well, wasn't that conversation? It sets a theme, right? Because his whole point okay, was that Starks will pick short term over long term. All right, that was that was the theme. It, it was all about like like honor for now i'll die right now and then he's thinking yeah but why don't you just take an l now to, to take a bigger w later right so he actually set the pace for the whole stark arc for all of it you know what i'm saying it, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was it was it was genius i, I guess he, he can just look at it in two ways where um, ned was looking about in regards to honor and duty as a man to his family and to himself and to his um but is it but this is the question right which was the point i was gonna make shoot like the honor and duty is that is that really for his family because if it was his family needed him claiming doing to do mm-hmm. this uh, to try and oust cersei and joffrey for honor and duty ended up well whatever happened it was because he chose not to where he could have saved himself could have lived mm-hmm. and could have protected it well went on to protect Arya, um sansa and that completely changes yeah, their, their storyline so guys let's not forget he did We'll, 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 get, we'll get to that. He we'll did. To that. In a way. Yeah, yeah. He did. But he could have been there for them. He took an L. That's what I'm saying. So he my still point. Got locked off. But my point is, I, I still think he would have died either way, firstly. Yeah. So. Because I still think gone. So what I was going to say is that it's, it, it depends on, on, on how you look at honor because he thought that his person believed if you act honorable, you would get your just dues. So everything he was doing was, yeah, was in, the, in the in the basis of he was honor, ready to die. honor and duty. No, he, he wasn't ready to die, but he's ready to die honorably. It's like if I die, it's because I'm, I'm dying and I'm. I mean, that's own. his character. As yeah, well, that, just that, to jump in yeah. as well, because that's the episode I did watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but mm. like Ned Stark, as as you said, like he is an honorable guy, and like as you said, like if you just stay honorable, he will get your just rewards. And he's been brought up that way. He's yep. brought up his family that mm-hmm. way as well, mm. and. It could have been a way where it's like if he breaks his kind of like his code now yep. what's to say that you know he won't break it again and again and his family might look at him yo you're not the guy who well he broke it once already that's why he was pissed that's why he was that that was the that was the theory right so the, the theory of of him being so honorable in that moment was because he had it in the back of his mind that he had already dishonored his family by having a bastard kid 
Yeah, exactly. Like obviously, by That's, by this point, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm talking yeah, about yeah. by by. Yeah, yeah. So 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 we're not doing no spoilers ahead. Right? Yeah, nah. So okay. by, I'm assuming everyone who's watched or liked Game of Thrones has watched everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by this point, okay, he is so. You could you could arguably say he's ten times more 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 uh, more stubborn uh, in that way. More stubborn, yeah, because he's like he's trying to constantly redeem himself because it's because, compensate. Yeah, because yeah. his mistake is in front of him. It's in his, mm. it's, it's in his face like every day. Nice, nice, it's a nice touch you added there, man. Just an interesting a quote that I got from the from that scene. So this is at the point where Varys is sort of trying to twang uh, Ned into protecting the well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he says Ned says to to Varys, "You think my life is something precious to me?" that I would give up my honour for a few more years of what? You grew up with actors. You learned their craft and, and you learnt it well. But I grew up with soldiers. I learned to die a long time ago. Good stuff. Mate, I can't lie. That, that, what? That, that, that is who he is. Sick quote, man. Yeah. I don't know who I like. And Very says it's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. But Very, what a character. So yeah, what, what, what a great scene. Great scene to open up the, yeah. the episode. Yeah. The scene um, the scene for me is, is, is very dope. And the reason I say that is because, firstly, obviously, it's the opening scene. Um, and the way I looked at it was Very walks into the dungeon with, like, he had a light torch. This was arguably Ned's last hope of light in terms of him saving it himself. Mm. And as Varys walks out, the light dims, and that's Ned's last chance of saving himself gone. Obviously, as you watch the episode, you know that he kind of tries to redeem himself. He does. Uh, but we'll get into that, into that later. Do you think that, you know, it had anything to do that Varys has no balls? No. <laughs> nah, none at all. <laughs> Nothing. Nah. Anyways. Um, and yeah, Ned isn't seen again until the final scene, which we'll get to later on, obviously. Um, but yeah, such a great opening scene. And obviously, what, what we've learned from Game of Thrones was that what they would do is the opening, sorry, the penultimate um, episode would be the big hurrah of the season, if you like. Mm. And then the following episode it sort of like it. wraps it up and sort of leads us into season two. Which I, what do you think about that tactic? Because a lot of shows would Brilliant. generally wrap everything up on the last episode. It would get crammed into the last episode. Right? Whereas, whereas they've used episode nine as sort of, this is the big explosion episode. It works. Yeah, I, th- I think the climax should come in the penultimate episode and then the last episode should be the wrap-up of what's going to happen in the future. I know there are other shows that have done it before, but what do you think about the, the use of that? I've, 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 I think that's the first thing that, in general, that'll be the yeah, best yeah, way to do yeah. I mean, to hook and, like, viewers, or not even new viewers, but, like, for the next season, that's a good way even, to even if the Even if there isn't um, a next season, it's just... Like, it's a nice way to tie it up. Yeah, actually. it's like you should you should you should have an, an episode, even if you, you should have an episode dedicated mm-hmm. to to um, tying the knots of the series, and then yeah, you should yeah. have the next episode of the aftermath of right. of what we've been waiting for, and then you can end the, se- the season there. Mm. So moving on, Walder Frey, Walder Frey, Jason, are you, are you aware of who this guy is, Walder Frey? <laughs> No, you're not. <laughs> um, Basically, you. You are all the favorite. Okay, okay. <laughs> Please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go on, man. He me, man. Like, so when I was watching the um, episode, right. I was like taking notes. I tried to be as intrinsic as I could. In notes. what? Intrinsic? <laughs> intrinsic. Intrinsic. Well, live, that's not a word. Intrinsic. That's not a word. Anyways, I was, I was making... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was had like detailed notes and so on and so forth. Yeah. And then we got to War the Freight. And all I wrote down was that 
Wood of is a piece of shit. Fuck he's that guy. actually a piece of <laughs> he's he a dog is. shit. He's li- he might be the worst character. I know I know people get on to Joffrey, Ramsey. He's definitely top five, top five, top five. <laughs> I think it might be Wood of He might be the worst character. He's an awful Don, fam. He's a, he's a piece of shit. He's an awful Don for so many reasons. Well, he gets, so many reasons. He, he, I can't lie, the way he was panned was the most satisfying way I could ever see him get panned. Yeah, I'm sure we'll do an episode of that. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I, I just thought I'd say No, 100%. Like, I agree with you. I agree with you. He got, he, he, he got patterned nicely, bro. By, by the right person as well. I was, oh, I was, I was gassed. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. Uh, he's he's what I'd call a cunt. I'd call Walter Frey a cunt. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. a um, Firstly, the whole daughter thing is is just beyond bizarre. Bizarre. Uh, Manny, what are your thoughts on his sort of relationship? With oh, piece of shit. That's it. <laughs> I, I can't add any more to that. He's, he's yeah. just awful. But... um. Again, a, a, a appreciation to Game of Thrones for creating the characters that you can absolutely, absolutely love. Yeah, um, I think that you, I think that's so important for TV. Oh, so 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 important. And whoever I don't know the um, what the phrase um, um the actor that plays him, but he done a great job. Uh, he of did portraying that character. When you make me like feel believe your bullshit, yeah. yeah, I'm down with it, man. Every time you get a scheme, was discussed because there's even a scene um, in episode nine where um, he kisses um, uh, Catherine. What's what's the mum's name? Catherine Stark. Yeah, Can, kind of and she fully goes this, and it's not even her face; it's the way he kisses her, and he just—it's it, creepy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it is creepy, but yeah, whoever acted as Water Free, he do, he done a great job yeah, um, to to make me feel disgusted at the character. But do you know? Do you know? Yeah, we don't realize how 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 important he is as uh, as well. Like, um, not not just for this story, but for the previous mm-hmm. st- uh, story. You know, he was a massive part of the revolution. He was yeah. a huge part, you know? Like the reason why he he had to give up his um, kingdom is because he actually sided with uh, with obviously the, uh, the, 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 the Northmen. And then obviously King's Landing and that, they were like, yo, I mean, um, sorry, the Targaryens and that, they were like, yo, what's going on, bruv? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like yeah. he, got, he got punished on both sides. You know, on both sides. So he has a hate for for for, uh, for both sides. So for him to go to the highest bidder kind of makes sense. You know? Yeah. yeah. So um, the reason Walter Frey is very important to this uh, episode is because Rob Stark needs to he needs Walter Frey to allow him to cross the river, River Run, to to then allow him to attack Tyrion Lannister and the Lannisters. Um, but the deal is uh, that to allow that to happen, he asks, he requests. That Arya Stark has to marry one of his sons. Correct. And that Rob Stark has to marry one of his daughters, which leads to absolute carnage in season. I'm gonna say season three. Season three is when the the main carnage happened. Season three, episode nine. To be precise. Was it, was, was it the follow-up? It was, yeah. yeah what yeah, I think yeah. will be season two, Bucket. Okay. Yeah, it was season three. Because season two was, without spoiling, that was the Battle of Blackwater. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that leads into a lot of carnage in terms of, obviously, later on. Bob Stark makes a decision, mm. which for me, without going too far into it, Rob Stark's decision wasn't very Stark-like with his actions. It wasn't, but obviously, every, love is love. So don't forget, yeah, every every Stark that we got, I, I feel like every season concentrated on on like a different Stark more. Obviously, they were all in it, right? But yeah. like, I think every season we saw more of one Stark than the other. Right. Uh, okay, uh, and I feel like that was his season, right? Okay, we saw him more than any other Stark. Mm. Okay, and. Um, I feel like they got softer every season. You know, every season they got less Stark-like and more into like a modernized Stark, in, into like a new age. Other than Stark. one, huh? Other than one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm with but, you, though. But do you think that's come from for the fact that Ned wasn't around? Yes. Okay. To maintain yes. the values. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think because yeah, like his 
you can you can arguably say that his that uh, that cat was more honorable than Ned. She was on crud, fam. She, she was, was on crud. Wasn't more honorable than Ned. I, I think she was, man. Uh, elaborate on that one for me, fellas. Bro, deeper, yeah, okay, like deep heart. Like she she not she was only more eventual, I would bro. Say. She was she used to like shout at like Rob, like, yo, go do this and go do this. And then obviously he started patting up and said, yo, I'm the king yet, yeah, shut the hell up, innit? Like, <laughs> like to his mum and that, right? Yeah, and bit, and even she that. was like, raw, you know what? If I'm calling him king, then he is the king. Yeah. The king. Even she was like, say no more, right? Mm. Okay, all right, cool, bang. Like, I think for her, she, bro, she went to more houses than any of the stars. Yeah, she she was pleading the fifth day. She was going day. everywhere, fam. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I hear all that. She, she, that just means she was hard, hard working. I'm sure she's more honorable. Scott called her James Milner. No, no, because you need to remember. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but to be fair, she was crossing. Player. She was going to the Tullys. She yeah. went to River Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she went she, everywhere, she, she bro. She was an engine. She wasn't James Milner. Yeah. <laughs> but, but not James Milner in honor. Because remember what she does. Um, Without she spoiling releases it. Releases a... Releases a, a... Yeah. But we were, we were she releases James Milner. If you haven't watched it, move from this episode. Yeah, they try trying to have you here. We try to be nice, man, but it's a, yeah. it's a tough one. So yeah, she uh, she freed Jamie. Uh, Everyone does. Exactly, and she dishonored she dishonored her king for doing that. Yeah, yeah. But Varys, she did it for people. The bigger picture. Moving on. Always one. Moving on. Moving on. Um, an interesting episode. Um, part of the episode for me was sort of uh, Mormont and Jon Snow's relationship and the dynamic and the argument that. Moment saw like huge leadership skills. Yeah, Jon Snow. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys catch that feeling of Jon Snow from early on, or was it something you saw much more later on as the seasons went on? Some of Jon Snow's leadership skills, his ability to lead men, his ability to gain people's trust. Because obviously, to be a leader, you need people's trust. And for the good. I feel like when he got sent over to the the watch or whatever. Yeah. That's what. Nice yeah, you're watch. there, you're there, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> What's this um, over there for you know, people that are watching? Yeah, so basically, you know, the first time he was there and he got like a little bit hazed and whatnot by the man there, but he was managing <laughs> to gain their trust, if that makes sense. He did, he did. And then that, What's I think that was uh, kind of like a foreshadowing in terms of like his future leadership skills yeah. into, you know, Whatever events happen in that show. <laughs> and, uh, it's actually rattling that you don't like Game of Thrones. In the, in the future, uh, in the, in the, me, yeah. in the future events, you know, like what happened? Name me one event. Uh, you know, a couple of bastards fighting, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> you know what you've done me that. <laughs> What's in a battle? Uh, some sort of battle, yeah. Yeah. Might have been a little bit squabble, something Sam, like that. What do you guys think about sort of, weren't going to say something? Yeah, he was, he was, he's forgotten it though, because he wants to make a joke. You're tapping me and Jason as if you wanted to say something. I was tapping so you could talk. Oh, but, okay. but yeah, I can, I can say something on uh, what's the question? It was about Joel Moment and John Snow. Oh, my days, yeah, bro. I saw some mad, uh, bro. I, I obviously I, I watched bad theories and that, yeah. I saw, I saw some theory, okay, that Joel Moment's um, relationship with 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 um, with Jon Snow, yeah, uh, was a future representation of his son's relationship with Danny. Right, because obviously that's his son. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and the point of it, okay, was that he treated he or say uh, he treated John with complete loyalty uh, mm. for you can arguably say for no reason, <laughs> okay, just because he thought he was a cool guy. Gave <laughs> him his sword. He, yeah, gave, gave him his, his sword. sword, his sword. Yeah, the yeah. whole shebang, right? And then like, and then like, he's gonna then go on to be with the woman that he loves and dears for like, you know, and it's almost like his dad who banished 
his son. Yeah, okay, it's almost like his dad. It's it's like his final fuck you, <laughs> kind of that. He's giving. I've got another son now. Yeah, and he and 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 he's and he's gonna take a girl. Like it's it's it's, it's a whole complex yeah, sitch. Yeah, it yeah. could obviously be a fucking coincidence, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but it's nice to put plots and theories together. And yeah, man. Or else what we're doing? Like, that's what we're here for. Yeah, because um, there'll, there'll be no podcast. Yeah, yeah. Manny, did you like Jon Snow as a character? Early on, early on, he, he, he was cool. Yeah, he was cool. What? Any other thoughts on him other than he was cool? He's um, a virgin. Uh, he was. I absolutely <laughs> don't like this character. He, he's what? I, I don't like John, John Snow's character. Is for, it for like the whole of Game of Thrones? For the simple fact that um, <laughs> it's like throughout Game of Thrones, the reason why I love Game of Thrones so much, and obviously we'll get into it a bit, is that you have consequences for your actions throughout Game of Thrones. Okay, that, that was like the big thing about it. Just look at getting away with everything. He literally do anything you so want. You're saying to that do. he's got white privilege. Yeah, basically. I hear that. <laughs> the thing is, yeah. The thing is, I love John Snow. John Snow. But John if we're Slow. talking about John white Slow. privilege, I have to just back it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, cool. He's, like, he's, he's always like he's always getting saved, always getting yeah. rescued. Like he keeps doing stupid mistakes. Yeah, correct. But 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 somehow but somehow he's just always surviving. Yeah. Okay, but, but isn't there an argument for that again? Or a person who doesn't watch the show so, or like it. Don't mind that he is the most central character of that show. If, like that's why like, he's get he's essentially getting kind of plot armor to say. That's why he keeps getting saved. I, plot armor is a good I, term. I don't I don't think saying oh this character is central to the story, so it's fine to have plot armor is ever a good argument in my books. Just don't put him in situations where he needs to get plot armor. But then when when he's never in the plot, you can beat in the but plot if I'm putting if I'm being in a situation where he needs plot armor, and and that's the difference between how well you write. You can, you can easily create a main character and put him in situations where he's still in the plot and still um, having conflict and still moving on without feeling like it's plot armor. And Jon Snow, that's exactly what it felt like. And that's can the you reason give why. Give an example then. Um, Again, I don't watch the show. This nigga is hurt. Well, yeah, Game of Thrones hurt me, man. Can you like give an example where like, plot Jon's armor? Um, I mean, this there's, is his chance to, to heal. This is what we're here for. Yeah, this is therapy. Oh, therapy. Game of Thrones therapy, man. Let's go. Yeah, let's go, man. There's several instances, but it's like further. Game of therapy, um, but it's uh, that's uh, the episode title <laughs> right there. <laughs> but it's a lot later on in, in, in the series because that's when it becomes a bit more prominent in regards to his constant um, plot armor. So, for example, with Ned and Rob, like when when they die, it's because they fucked up, and it's literally because of one thing. Like Rob didn't make that many mistakes. He didn't. He, he, made was, that, he, he made, was on a. He was on crumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made he that on one crumb. mistake. Done. Captain Jamie Lannister, by the way. Crazy guy. Ned, he he done several mistakes based on one thing. So it wasn't like he was doing um, different things that was mistakes. He was, because of one thing, trying to find out. Um, yeah, yeah, he was getting a bit Yeah, he and, and, and got, he, he, got, he got done out here. And that's that's the the um, the lie, essentially, that Game of Thrones sold us as to why I have such an issue towards the end of Game of Thrones. Because this is what you're giving me at the beginning, and this is what I expect. Characters do dumb shit, consequences happen. <coughs> Jon Snow, he, um, what did he do with the Wildlings? It's like... He went off and, and married. No, he was piping that. Yeah, baby. Marry, he banged uh, off her. He, he, he was he, piping he, the babes. Yeah, <laughs> him and he had a relationship with Egret. Egret in yeah. the cave and that, you yeah. know, all naked and that, you know. It's like thing. dumb shit. Like, why would you do that in the middle of? Uh, he was a virgin, but he's okay. trying to lose his V, fam. That, that, that's fine, but my point this is, this guy is deep, bruv. Um, it's not, bro. That's what Game of Thrones is. You can't, you can't sell me a story or a show where consequences are important, but you have this one character. Bro, what's the Cersei? What's the Cersei bar? 
that shit. If it, you, um, you, you either win or you die. If you if you want to play the game of thrones, you either win or you die. That's and, not it. And yes, it is. It's along those lines. It's paraphrasing. If yeah, you, if you want to win the game of thrones, you either win or die. It's fine. It's a paraphrase. No, even if, if you want to win the game of thrones, you you should be willing to win. The no, you either no, win or die. Definitely wrong. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. I will do. Wait, wait, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so there's that. There's also like when um, <laughs> when um, I think it's season seven, when he ends up in um, in when the fighting um, in the ice pit, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. dragons, and then he ends up in the in the water, yeah, and he dies, and then his uncle comes and save him, yeah. It's like how many times does this guy need to be saved? <laughs> Shit, well, listen, all right, listen, and that's Brandon. that's my issue. Like he's the only character in the whole of Cable Thrones that Let gets so much off, pl- that gets so much plot armor, and it and it annoys the hell out of me. If you're watching this, I'm really sorry. Okay, man, he's gone through a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, if you can tell me how many times he said plot armor, we will give so, you a prize. So the, the quote from Cersei, he's got two quotes. I'm, I remember these two scenes. So the Fact. first one is uh, Cersei Lannis, obviously. When you play the game of Thrones, you win or you die, simply. Oh, God, see, oh. Well done, bruv. And then, uh, which was, I don't even know what he was doing. I know, bro. He's what the was thinking about. And then the second one, which is, a, it might not be this specific episode, but and she's talking to Littlefinger. And he talks about power. Yeah. And then she says, no, power is power. And obviously you get some guards to, to rush yeah, him up. Yeah, she says power is power, yeah. Uh, bro, yeah, two, two. That, that, that quote was That crazy. was quote. Because, that was because bro, she, she he was him. he was like a whole speech about power. Da, 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 and she went, no, no, no. <laughs> let, me, let me show you. <laughs> she no, she, no, no, no. she said, uh, get him. This is no. This is this one. Yeah, get him again. Turn, turn, turn around. Yeah, 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 turn yeah, around. Do this. Power is power. Yeah, Yeah, right, Jace? Yeah. Move, <laughs> moving on very quickly. Um, so for me, an interesting oh, part of the early season. Oh. Oh, I say we rush him. <laughs> what do you say? It's a boring show. This is Why insane. is he even on here today? Yeah, he's, he's, I don't know, <laughs> man. Like, I'm not hearing know. it from Manny. This whole time about how plot armored is, plot because of that. No, I will, I will forever. It's a good show. It's, it's, it's a great show, show but not, not every show is perfect. I will complain about my favorite show. I will complain about One Piece, and it's the greatest written show of all time. Said that four times in a row, but yeah, I hear you. I hear you. He's got you there. So, um, the imp- fair enough. So, sort of, Carl Drogo's on his last legs. Um, for me, the in- most interesting aspect to this is sort of they the, the Fraki saw this as an opportunity to capitalize on the fact Carl Drogo could be dying. Um, and it showed the, the sort of hyper masculinity aspect to their, to their society. Um, because obviously, if Carl Drogo dies, mm-hmm. the only way to elect a new Carl uh, is to fight for it, it's someone that has to die. And obviously, an aspect that I also noticed within their society, if you like, is the the way they treat women. It's arguably, very abusive, um, and they treat three, women four well. wives, uh, just bang. They they bang on on the streets, like yeah. in front of everyone, like yeah, it's it's quite. They call it like mounting. <laughs> what was you? You was gonna go off um, just back on to when we discussed about honor and duty. I think we've. <laughs> Sorry, he's just your heart, man. Carry on, carry no, no, carry on. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking about what he's saying. He's saying that, yeah. um, um, what do you call it then? The Frackies. The Frackies. Um, they, they just honor strength. So, back to your uh, hyper masculinity, obviously. Good point. Um, they honor strength, and, and, and that's why essentially um, they were reacting that way to um, Khaleesi. Mm. Yeah. Um, taking care of essentially someone that's very weak. Yeah. No moment in time, like if if you if you're weak, then you're not really respectable, and that's probably essentially why they treat women the way they treat women because yeah, they see them as weak. Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, without knowing that she has uh, she has artillery ready and prepped. Mm. You know the oven. Yeah, the oven. Yeah, 
Um, what did you do? Did, did you guys like Daenerys as a character? Yes. Oh, I fucking loved her, man. I think her story arc. I think bro, she's obviously cold yeah, because we we love her so much yeah, but the ending hurt more because we love her so much. You know what I mean? Okay, like and because like, it's not what we expected for her. So for me, she didn't just represent like women, but she but she represented a bunch of minority like groups. And, you know, and what's crazy is, is that she went from I think some, somebody mentioned it. I, I don't remember who it was, but she went from being like a slave conqueror, you know, to saving cities and this kind of stuff. Okay, to wanting more than that. You know what I mean? Okay, to to. Uh, to getting what she's owed in her opinion obviously right I think to have an ambition like that and to not allow anyone to tell you that you can't do it that's the moral story mm. do you know what I mean and she done everything she could and she done it with help I think that's the key word here she done it with help right like with Ned and everyone else no one got help yeah. <laughs> okay no one got help right even John yeah even he, him okay how many times again was he trying to run off here like by himself here he didn't even take his boys in that Right, like it's a bunch of times. Okay. Leave the night's watch quite early. On. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, but nobody asked for help. Or even um, Rob, when he was, you know, on his like running night. Okay, he took his like mother's counsel. Yeah, but he didn't ask for it. Mm. You know, he took his like his uh, his feet, his um, uh, generals and stuff. Yeah, but even then, he was he was prideful. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, nah, wait, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Right? She took help, and she and she builds people around her, yeah. even enemies. You know, <laughs> she built that around her because she knew that at the end of the day, she's not. A, a a master of war. She's not a master of of um, of negotiation. She just has the right name, the right blood, okay, yeah. and she has ambition and some dragons. I guess that's, 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 some guess dragons. that's a nice that's you a know. nice way to put it. Kind of like at the end of the day, it's like it's a collaborative effort if you want to make the world a better place. Exactly, which is not what we have now in real society. Now we don't have a collaborative effort. It's just idiots leading idiots on. That's exactly what it is. Shout out to Ojo. So yeah, I like films that represent. Reality, or they con, or, or they uh, contradict it. So yeah. I'm, I'm, Cos, I'm done. Cos got his, uh, his social cut there. I think. You know? He's got his social <laughs> cut still. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Oh, wait. Keep listening as well. Yeah. Uh, I think what I said about Daenerys. I think she probably has the best art in the whole of Game of Thrones. Mm, talk to us, bro. Um, from the beginning. The best from, art, sorry. Uh, best art, art. Oh, lit, lit, lit. Yeah. So from when we first meet her, obviously we're brother. And then she's pretty much. By the way, that dynamic is complex. A lot of the brotherly sister dynamics are absolutely insane. Even that one. Man I know. 30, he killed like 30,000 horses yeah. or something. Yeah, run, run through her. Run through her, everything. And obviously, when he thought she was ready to, to have sex, as yeah. he was sort of feeling her body and stuff, very, very. Yeah, it was odd. mad, man. As a watcher. But obviously, as you watch the show, you kind of used to the fact that slightly disturbing fact in the books she was 13 when she did it with Carl Drago yeah, yeah. insane Ooh. Bismillah insane but yeah Daenerys best best arc in Game of Thrones because when, when we start off when we first meet our meek little child that um, pretty much is scared of the world yeah um, has, a, world. Uh, has a brother that's controlling her doesn't know what to do and thinks he is the one that's destined, destined yeah, to be, yeah, to yeah, be yeah. Mm-hmm. do you know what that scene was kind of lit when died but anyway yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. sensational yeah. golden crown and, and then we get her story arc of her becoming a bit more confident after her brother dies in a really nice way yeah very people actually forget people actually forget he was probably like the first cunt of the show yeah yeah it was, it was. He I was actually cool. forget that sometimes because of the, you have all the fray you have yeah. Led, you have uh, Joffrey you have Ramsey Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I for, kind of forgot. I, I he's another cunt. 
He's a cunt. Yeah. But yeah, we get the story up with uh, Ven Her um, becoming Khaleesi, mm-hmm. um, being next to Drogo, leading all these people, and then losing all of that, and having to having to rebuild our, uh, all of that again. And yeah. throughout, and throughout um, her whole arc, you see her personality changing a little yeah. bit more, becoming more confident, becoming more thoughtful, so on and so forth. And then obviously we get to the end of the series, which I'm not mad at how it ended up for her. Mm. I just hate the way that they've done it in regards to the pacing of it because it was always going to happen she was always going to end up turning mad she was always going to do something crazy it's just the snap of a finger where it happened to where there was you, no you're saying there was no progression to that yeah it, it just happened it just happened way too quickly and when you see a personality change between season one and five it was more gradual which is how people change in, yeah, in general. and what you're saying is that it's not fair to tease us for five seasons and then when you finally do give us the big sh- uh, it's just sh- out of plan, nowhere yeah you don't eat us into it like you've been doing for 10 yeah, years yeah. <laughs> of the show it's like the the last I, I would say the last three but specifically the last two seasons is a betrayal to the first five seasons but we are going into territory we are we shouldn't really be in. yeah yeah it's we'll like it's like uh, me being Rob Stark and uh, trying to invade the uh, Targaryens um, but we'll move on so I just want to quickly very quickly just talk about the dynamic between Tyrion and Tyrion firstly because I love the depth of their conversations yeah. Because Tyrion is a master of words, he's a master of strategy as well. Best right? scene between them two. Oh, uh, it's probably season three, I believe. Four. When, when he Four. was Four. when yeah. he was when, cutting. When they saw small council leave the room and then it's just them two in the room. Nah, okay, you're gonna mad. You know, I'm mad. Go on. The best scene is when Tyrion escapes the clutches of uh, Cat, of Captain Stark. Oh, oh sorry, I'm not. I'm not holding back. Um, and um, he goes to the uh, war camp where his dad is, and his dad uh, Tywin is um, cutting up the goat. Oh, oh yeah, he's yeah, giving yeah, him yeah, yeah. that speech. Yeah, I read. Yeah, okay, that, um, that 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 wasn't that wasn't in the script at all. Okay, but basically they were sitting down like having like lunch here, yeah, and the uh, the actor that plays Tywin, he said that he knows how to carve a. And I, I don't know whatever. They were like, what? Sensational. <laughs> and they were like, okay, He's really good can you do it? So, so so they actually reshot that scene with him doing that. It was no choreography or nothing. They just said, do it as slow as you want, whatever, and Sick. we can do that. Was really good, that was a really good scene. It was genius. It just showed, yeah, like, not just like how much of a man he is, okay, mm-hmm. but it showed like, like he was... Um, they said that uh, I saw a thing. It was uh, director's cut where he's like, the reason why I was so good at it is because as he was carving into his animal and, and, and stuff, if you listen to what he's saying, right, mm. he's he's layering what he's saying, right? right? right so right. every layer that he takes off here is a new section of what he's saying. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? It's a different part. He's talking about family. He's talking about uh, about being honor, having about war. And think about like uh, it's just nuts, yeah, like yeah. generational wealth and like the yeah. next step and this and that. Our future target, our future Lannister. Yeah, he, he's talking about that step by step. It's not bro, it's crazy, bro. Obviously. Best scene. Um, so yeah, just a quick breakdown in terms of what happens with Tywin. Tywin forces Tyrion to fight on the front line for the Lannisters. Obviously, he's got Sir Bronn with him. Um, Tyrion doesn't really fight in the episode, to be honest with you. Clearly, out of his depth. Um, also, this in this particular part of the scene t- of um, episode, Tyrion meets Shay for the first time, which is an interesting part of uh, Tyrion's arc further on, further seasons. Um, and I just really love the quality and depth of, the, of their discussions. And you know, I think to this day, I, I still don't understand Shay. We can probably get into that another time. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, just, I, yeah, I just don't get her. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so at, obviously Rob Stark then captures Jamie. Um, a big, big achievement for well, again, he's 16 years of age, captures Jamie Lannister. Um 
I read somewhere that this is arguably the start of Jamie's redemption arc. Man, I'm gonna throw this question to you because yeah. I feel as though this is your bag. Okay. Do you where do you feel as though Jamie's Lannis, Jamie Lannister's arc might have started? And do you think it could have started when he was captured? Why? I think start. So uh, I think that's when we first started seeing um, a more when human. I say did I say redemption I did didn't I yeah redemption I, so. I think that's when we started seeing more of a human side to him right but he's always had that but we it's just never been an opportunity where he, he was able to show it yeah. because before that he was just I guess Jeffrey's and and um, Cersei's whip do you think as well he was kind of he had to play the role of a I'm gonna use the word again cunt, cunt. yeah because obviously the portrayal is oh he's a kingslayer and then obviously also a peep, there are whispers that he was having sex with his sister so he kind of played. I mean, you up say peeps, but huh? you say peeps and whispers of him beating his sister, but he did. No, beat what his I'm sister. saying is that, is that those that was a that was the gossip within oh, okay. the world of Game of Thrones, as in it wasn't a categoric fact within the world. Even though us, we as viewers, knew yeah. that it was. If that makes sense. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you lost me. I was going somewhere. Um, you talking about his, his psyche during that time. Yeah, I feel as though he kind of played up to the role of what yeah. people thought he should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but well, we can we can we can do a deep dive on, on Jimmy's full. I think you'd love that. Yeah, 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 that's a bit of you for real. And then lastly, um, talk to me about Joffrey. Your experience with him early on in the show, little prick. Why though? Uh, entitled cunt. He's eat, but there's a reason why, bro. Because what? Because he's an incest child. That could be arguably part of it, maybe. Cersei's but I think we'll make brainwashed him. You could say. I'd say it's, 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 he was unable to be who. He yeah. Was. yeah. You know that Cersei said that. There was a scene where, when when Joffrey dies and they talk, to, she's talking to 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 Tommen about him being king, and then or, or someone else, and she goes like something like um, Joffrey got out of her hands, and that was her mistake, right? Whereas like Tommen, that is her fault, mm. you know, because she her whole thing is, is controlling everything, right? Mm. She actually, I actually think that's the only character in the whole of the series that she couldn't control. Joffrey. Joffrey. Yeah. Everyone else, even her enemies, she was able to like control what they were doing. Mm. Every, every move that, that they made was because of her. Gaz was saying it's because he's been enabled to. Like, so Cersei or no, but, people around him enabled him to. And he himself, because he's just a kid, essentially. He is a kid, yeah. It's essentially, he's just master. going, oh shit, I can do what I want. So why am I even listening to my mum when my mum is telling me that, yo, I can do what I want? It's, it's, it's not even just that, it's because he, he was the head to the throne. Like he, he, well. he, he's the, he had absolute power over his mum. He knew he was going to get absolute power over his mum. Yeah, but so Tommy, but no, but Tommy, Tommy wasn't, um, um, he wasn't growing up thinking that he was going to be king because his brother was in the way. Yeah, he's just yeah, gonna but be, you can, you can, you can, you can argue. You don't really that. anticipate that your brother's going to die. So yeah, but you can argue and say that he was going through much more. His dad died in his, in, in obviously his eyes, right? His dad died. His brother dies. Also, they're just different characters. Dies. I think that's important. Yeah, but, but but that doesn't go back to um, him being um, uncontrollable. Can you repeat that? No, but I'm saying he can. If we're talking about like psyche and that kind of stuff, yeah, surely that that will affect. I'm just talking like, like it, it did. It did affect him. Yeah, but not in a way that he went into a lunatic and liked animals, c- killing animals and people. Yeah, because it doesn't happen out of nowhere. I, I think know, I, I think I think with them too. I think sometimes people are just different as well. So as well yeah. as um, uh, Cersei enabled a lot of um, Joffrey's mm. behavioural patterns, they're just two different characters, and I think that is just shown throughout Joffrey's reign compared to Tommen's reign. Yeah, <laughs> Tommen's yeah. reign is a funny term to use, to be fair. Um, but yeah, um, we don't see Ned Stark again until this scene 
where Ned Stark then he kind of pleads the fifth and says, you know what? Treason treason was my thing. My bad. And Joffrey still decides to to kill Ned Stark. I didn't I still didn't still didn't think that that was gonna happen. Yeah. Same. I was watching the whole episode thinking, nah. Like, but even there's a, in that in that scene though, even Cersei's like, yo, wait. Yep. Because she knows how 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 important they need Ned. They need Ned. So she was like, wait, 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 wait. You know what I mean? So that even just it proves it then. Even at the start of the whole gaff, she couldn't she couldn't, couldn't panic. control him. Mm. Couldn't control him. You know him. what I mean? He was out of control. Um, what do you guys think about the way Ned Stark was sort of sold to us as, as watchers of the show? Um, as a key component Genius. to everything that was going to happen throughout the great market. Obviously, if you haven't read the book, then you, that's what you're going to think. If you have, yeah. obviously, oh, I think it's know. good story writing in I that think sense. Like, story writing, it's great marketing. It's, or marketing for the yeah, show, but in, terms show actual... but in terms of story writing, in, in terms of mm. the show as well. Like again, you know, not a big fan, but in terms of like just hooking the people who thought yeah. Ned Stark because he was portrayed as the main character of the show until that point. Mm. People yeah. have thought like. No, like if Ned is dead, who's the sh- like who's going to lead the show next? Yeah, and that in itself, uh, and this goes back to your point about great marketing. It's like people then want to know what's going to happen next. People want to tune in for the next season, next yeah. episode. Yeah, seeing like Wild One with the rest of the. To be honest, like you know, like I think it works because it's you know, like if you had like a normal uh, um, TV series, okay, and um, the lead actor was. Yata, all right. Yeah. Usually, everything is set around him. The plots around him, everything's around him, right? So, if, if he even gets, you know, locked off, then most times, yeah, viewers drop because they, because you know they've they've locked in and they've bought into this character, right? Mm. Now, the reason why it works for for for, uh, for for Game of Thrones is because Ned was a bunch of what was it like 110 actors in the first season. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah, there, so there b- is an b- element because there's so many. Um, uh, so many uh, actors and, and stories, and, and the stories, like the separate stories, in like in like the houses, you almost can say that they are main characters of their houses and their stories. Mm. You know, in in different parts of the world. So when you lock off Ned, it didn't have like a ripple effect. Uh, well, sorry, it did, but I'm not talking about like, in like in terms of like the show, of, like, itself. the show itself. Yeah, it didn't have like a ripple effect, which it would in normal shows. Mm. Yeah. I feel as though the, one of the key strengths of Game of Thrones, if you are a fan of it, is that a lot of the stories, even though they may be from different parts of the world, they, their yeah. stories very much intertwined. Yeah, yeah, it's and, beautiful, and man. It's very layered and, and plotted beautifully, and they did a very good job early on, from what I can gather, of translating the book onto the screen, which mm. isn't an easy thing to do. Because mm. I've read the first book, and it, it's 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 not an easy read per se. It's not a, it's, it's a good not, book, but it's, it's not an easy book. read. <laughs> he has a particular right it's not even that it's thick it's just that there's not many books where you're reading uh, the perspective of so many different characters yeah. um, in one book and, keep up. and the way that he writes um, he writes like an historian where he's very detailed in regards to scenery facial mm. expressions so on and so forth but, but back to um, Puzzle's point about the episode and focus on different characters what I found the genius of episode 9 yeah, uh, was that we start the episode with Ned Stark, mm. and we end the episode with Ned Stark. Everything, so in be- everything in between has got nothing to do with him. You're looking at um, um, Daenerys's arc and what she's doing uh, with um, um, Drogo, Drogo uh, Mormon, and obviously uh, Khal Drogo. Um, um, about to die, and then you got, oh, yeah. then you got um, Rob Stark coming from the north to King's Landing, and then you got um, 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 Tyrion and and his arc. 
finally meeting Shay for the first time and you have all these different arcs in between um, the beginning and the end of the episode and it's pretty genius because you're setting us up for okay so this other storylines to Game of Thrones and that's why they were able to get rid of a character so as important more. as he was and 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 we'll still be able to move on without missing a beat in regards to how the story was going on yeah. because essentially Ned Stark arc finished when he got arrested there's nothing that he did afterwards that had much of an impact in regards to what was happening um in the story but obviously his death did have a big impact yeah. in the story. No, it's true it's true it's true yeah it's true and I, one of the one of the most well a, a great touch for me with the episode what they did was obviously as ned stark's head head uh, get as he's about to get his head chopped off um the shouts and the chants from the crowd sort of fade out and it's sort of it's like a hollow sound of just him hearing he can't hear anything at this point mm. he knows he's dead he knows he's dying those sounds are phased out and all you can hear is, is him breathing really and truly and it just puts you into the perspective of the character in that yep. moment and I think the camera shot was like looking up towards him um, but obviously you couldn't see him but it was more like looking up and it was beautifully shot um, very very well edited and that that kind of sets off the Stark for the Stark the art for the likes of Arya Sansa everyone yeah uh, and it, it was a powerful episode man such a such powerful episode um and it was a great way to, for me, that was a wrap of season. Sense. It's a good wrap. Yeah. Um, and then season two, obviously leads us into season two, which we'll probably touch maybe another time. Maybe we'll get Jason into it. Um, but yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was a categoric no from Jason, by the way. Categoric no. So what guess are we going to have to replace Jason for those episodes? It's uh, huh? a good question. Oh, you'll see. You'll see. How about that? Wink, wink. Um, but guys, yeah, that's the that's the end of the podcast today. Um, obviously, thank you again to Jason Huss and Manny, producer Caitlin, camera guys as well. Um, if you haven't already done so, like, share, subscribe, drop a comment on Apple Podcasts, uh, share on the Spotify, um, on the Spotify, share on the Instagram. We've got some clips coming for you, some social cuts. We've got Don't more stop. episodes coming. Huss has lined up some guests um, when he gets around to it. Sorry, wow! I had to get my digging. Wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. like wow. Don't worry, don't worry. We, we, yeah, we got um, a few. We got nah, a few. Guys, thank you for tuning in today. This is the post-credit scene podcast, which is a Tom HQ. Holland is the first guest. Imagine that, by the way. That would be fucking insane. Wouldn't Nuts. For Uncharted, yeah. Come on, Tom. Come to the show. Man. Yeah, man. Um, How you can do a promo run without us? It doesn't make sense. But post-credit scene brought to you by, by Fortnite HQ original. Over and out. Pew 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 pew. pew. Yes.